join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher higher consciousness. Consciousness. Hmm. Ah. episode three of higher consciousness where today we are going to be discussing thoughts where they come from what they really are and how we can work with them and once we understand them open ourselves up to a whole new dimension and understanding of how we relate to the universe around us right how we are thoughts reflected. create the universe that's true but we're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> So, as always, we shall begin this journey, this conversation, to the realm of higher consciousness. With Mary Jane. But first, we have to bless. I feel like we have to do this every episode. Okay. We have a joint today. Yes, we have a joint today, and we have a backup tonight, bowl. Tonight, we should say. Yeah, it's tonight. actually quite late. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. Um, all right. Bless you, Mary Jane. And thank you for all of the knowledge and the wisdom that you have gifted us and will gift us. Take us on this journey of what thoughts are during this episode of Higher Consciousness. Help us be able to understand our thoughts. What are we talking about, thoughts? (laughs) Um, May we stay on track, may we stay focused, and may we be very clear and concise And have a fun and great time, and may you take us wherever you want, and may we flow with you. Amen. This is correct. All right. (laughs) This is correct. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever works, man. Whatever works, man. One of the things I do want to say as I'm lighting up this, sparking up this joint, um, you know, we did mention in previous episodes about how, you know, we want to be respectful about how we use Mary Jane. And part of that respect is to partake in it with intention and with this idea that you're partaking something from nature you know this is a gift from nature so Mm -hmm. you need to thank nature Mm -hmm. and and again then set the intention for what you want this you know plant to provide for you in this experience right it's like the law of attraction what you put out is going to be reflected back and so by you putting the intention and by thinking Mary Jane and the earth and It's a good joint tonight, folks. It's a good joint tonight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You put yourself in a higher vibration. Well, it's because I did roll it with that, you know, the the pre-roll maker thing, you know, like I actually just rolled it with my fingers the old-fashioned way. Well, maybe that's what you need to do is roll it the old-fashioned way rather than roll it with that janky little tool thing (laughs) that I fucking got. You know, uh, it's so funny. Those things are, they're just like, I don't know. They, they help you out in the moment, but at the at the same time, like, I feel like I just feel more comfortable going back to the basics and doing it the old fashioned way. Yeah. But. See, I bought that back when I was trying to smoke lavender in rose puddles way before I was even open to smoking marijuana. 
So anyway, now that we've sufficiently got off track, huh? even before we started, ah, and I was trying to get the ash everywhere. Put it in the middle. Put it in the middle. <coughs> so yes, now that we're completely <coughs> and utterly distracted, and Liz is cop city over Every here. Time. Well, you know. <laughs> It's the Liz Coffin Break. We're gonna break for a minute while Don't she make me has laugh. time to cough. <laughs> so anyway, okay. while while Liz composes Start herself, covering. Uh, we're gonna talk about thoughts, as we've said about a thousand times thus far. Um, but I think we need to start by segueing from what we just previously discussed in our previous episode which was part two of higher consciousness. What is mm -hmm. higher consciousness? What is consciousness? What we can do with consciousness? Right. And then, you know, trying to expand upon that, mm -hmm. starting with thoughts. And I think that, you know, for me, when I think about thoughts, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do that like a billion times this episode, I swear. <laughs> I'm deep. <laughs> Such a great impression you have of me. Oh my god. It's a fantastic. It's At least right my on. impression is like no, I think not. fantastic of you. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to that in a second, I'm sure. We'll we'll pull out. Yeah, Liz's we'll share those here. thoughts later. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying, um, you know, I never really thought about it that much, you know, like I always assumed that thoughts came from me. You know, that, that my brain, you know, is the thing that's creating thoughts. And, and I think that for a long time, science, again, didn't really know much about the world, but they tried <laughs> to figure it out. And one of the things that was, I think, very difficult and still kind of difficult to figure out is, you know, <laughs> what is the function of thoughts and uh, specifically more like unwanted thoughts or dangerous thoughts, you know, the thoughts of a deranged mind. Um, I think that that's kind of where the exploration of thoughts began, mm -hmm. is trying to understand what makes someone hear voices in their head, what makes someone want to kill, what makes someone want to do, you know, horrible things, right? Because mm -hmm. other than that, like, I don't understand, I, I guess there wouldn't be much of a reason for pe person, a person to explore thoughts and where thoughts come from. Yeah. Um, you know, but... Again, that was where we started. And then we started to expand upon that understanding of consciousness and expand upon the understanding of what the brain is mm -hmm. and how it's related to consciousness. Um, and now I think we're at a point where, and again, what we've discussed in our previous episodes is that consciousness is non-local. You know, we, it exists in this, this infinite um, energy field that we find ourselves in. And we have the unique ability to tap into it. We are a radio antenna, if you will, tuning into that consciousness thought stream. But I think that, again, it comes through you. It's not created by you. And I think that's the, the significant difference that, that has changed. <coughs> yeah. Well... I can see one how can one how one can argue, you know, that might not necessarily be true because your experience may be unique. Right. <laughs> so therefore that thought came from that experience. So Right. I'm going so <clears throat> but I really do believe that thoughts do kind of come 
I think they come from everything and everywhere. Just like every part of this earth has some sort of consciousness, whether we see it or not. I feel like that's what we are picking up on is we are picking up on everybody. And I feel like there is some original thought with our own spin or with our own twist, right? Um, but at the same... You have an intent, an intention behind your thought. Right? right, right. But yeah, but at the same time, like, the thought is not entirely new. Somebody else on this planet at some point or some time <coughs> has probably had the same thought or it came from somewhere or something. And that's or... the thing that's hard to determine, yeah. right? Because there are so many of us existing all at the same time that you don't know if you're having a sim- the same exact conversation, you're proposing the same exact wild idea mm-hmm. that someone else is halfway or all the way around yeah. the world. Yeah. Or in multiple places around the world. I mean, look right. at like mm-hmm. the the example of collective consciousness within ancient culture. Oh, right? within like, like the pyramids and yeah, whatnot? Yeah. Building pyramids, you know, creating... All kinds of, of different mm-hmm. megalithic, you know, structures. Just all kinds of similarities that are very difficult to explain without the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but we haven't even really <coughs> discussed or, or, or opened up this, you know, idea that thoughts aren't just one thing. That there are, you know, multiple kind of levels to thought. Mm-hmm. And also thought in its relationship to emotion because thought and emotion are two different things but they Wait, go hand motion in hand. or emotion motion <laughs> no emotion okay yeah, emotion that's what i thought but i wanted that's to... what i thought <laughs> oh my god wow just like pun that is a pun city tonight it's gonna be a pun, pun city. city bitch pun pun city bitch <laughs> pun city bitch pun pun city bitch <laughs> Wow, okay. For any of you guys who know rap, you might <laughs> get that reference. Because Dave does not. Does anybody know <laughs> about rap out there, man? But that's okay. You, He's learning, and we have definitely... I'm learning a lot about, you know, his music, too. So, But anyway, so going back to thought, <laughs> going back to, you know, the ancient culture. So I want to dive a little bit more just for those who are a little bit unfamiliar with, like, what, may, what we may be referencing. So... Many of the ancient pyramids that we know very well today, the ones in Egypt, Mexico, China, um, etc., etc., all were generally built around the same time. That's right. There's pyramids in China, y'all. Yeah. They're covered in grass, but they're there. (laughs) Um, And with that being said, for what we know, for all we know at the moment, you know, there was no way of those societies and those cultures of being able to communicate or being able to travel or do anything. So you have to kind of think and ask yourself, like, how were they all building pyramids in a very similar structure, in a very similar form, in a very mysterious kind of way, at least to us at the moment, Um, all at the same time and all at once. And they are magnificent. Now, I haven't been able to go see the ones in China, but I haven't, um, and not the ones in uh, Egypt yet, but the ones in Mexico, like, you can just feel the energy. I haven't seen any pyramids. (laughs) 
I haven't, I haven't been anywhere near any pyramid. So for the fact that you've been anywhere near a pyramid. Well, I have a piece of the pyramid within our home. I, you know, when you told me that story, I was like, what? You took a piece of a pyramid? Like, Well, not like a piece of the pyramid. I didn't shake it off. I didn't go in and like take like a chisel. And yeah, go, dee, 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 no. This is mine now. <laughs> no, I would never ever do that. And I actually, before I even took it, <clears throat> I made sure that it was acceptable and it was allowed to, to be done. Um, did it with respect. Yes, you did it with respect. Because here's go. the thing, like nature is very abundant, but not everything in nature is meant to take. Like we can't take everything and it has to be an equal exchange, right? So <clears throat> basically, long story short, walking out of pyramids, my primo, <laughs> my cousin saw a cool rock and I noticed it too. And we realized that it looked like a serpent head and I was very, very fascinated by it. And the serpent head that it looks like is very similar to the serpent heads on the side of the pyramid. So I took it as like the gift uh, from the gods or the gift from the pyramid energy. But yeah, so think about that. Like that's, that's pretty wild when you put that in a large spectrum of how, especially with like knowing how far those countries are um, during that time. Not, not even countries, continents. <clears throat> or, yeah, continents, I should say. But I mean, yeah. you are right. I mean, like whatever. <clears throat> At that time, there wasn't such a thing and it wasn't such a delineation, you know. It was just wherever they were, wherever they happened to find themselves on the planet. Right. But hell, even on like a remote island like Easter Island, mm -hmm. you know, and they're creating these monolithic structures. Sure, they're, you know, of a very unique style. Right. But it's still a, a, a very... I would say challenging thing to have done to yeah. have under, undertaken, right? Well, I mean, <clears throat> there is the theory that many of those pyramids were created with thought, like like quite well, literally incredible. thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, <laughs> there. I think that yeah, there 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 is some credence too. Because okay, we haven't quite even touched on. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're getting like so deep into it. So well, I was I was, to be continued. I was trying to segue us into like what the the different things yeah, of thought were. I tend to just you know go pyramids. with the flow, and then it just it's comes okay. one thing. But that's yeah. that's the thought pattern, right? Like thoughts can take <laughs> like in all kinds of different path. You know, it's it's like a it's like a, a raging river sometimes in your brain, yes. right? Of all kinds oh of different things coming all at you, time. right? Yes. So it's hard to focus. So, but I think it's it's important to say, okay, we understand <clears throat> that there's different sets of thoughts, right? There's like the basic thought, there's the instinctual thought, the thought that may even be not your own mm -hmm. to a certain degree. You know, your body is actually maybe <clears throat> compelling you to think in a particular way, to have a particular thought based on a physical reaction, mm -hmm. right? But then you have more of a, um, I would say, a lamenting thought, you know, okay. a daydream where sure. you're sort of like taking your consciousness and you're putting it into any type of weird situation you may find yourself in the future or a situation that you were in the past that you didn't like and you wanted to explore different avenues or different ways of how it could have gone, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people do that. Yeah. There's also, I think, creative thought. Creative thought is completely different. 
And, yeah. and, and I think devoid of the avenues that those previous thoughts I've just discussed travel. Mm-hmm. I think creative thought comes in a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. And again, well, like we talked about before, everything is energy. Everything is a wavelength. Everything right. is, you know, this vibration <clears throat> of, Some you know. frequency. Yeah. yeah. And so I think thoughts are no different. Yeah. Right? Thoughts are just different frequencies that, you know, exhibit different. I think reactions within a person, mm-hmm. but it's also seen or maybe experienced, I should say more accurately through your veil, right? Because right. everybody, yes, everybody, your, your lens, your, mm-hmm. your vision, because everybody has their own unique perspective mm-hmm. based upon and shaped by your environment that mm-hmm. you've been around your entire life thus far. Yep. Um, also, I think it's influenced by the collective consciousness that you are, find yourself a part of, right? right. So like mm-hmm. we are both part of the human collective consciousness, but you are part of the female collective consciousness and I'm part of the male collective consciousness. So yes. there's a separation there. Yes. I, I think we can both agree there's a separation. Yes, there, there right? is. Yeah. Yes, so there is. That, that can't be ignored within <laughs> no. the you know, discussion of what's real and what's true. And you can tap in. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can tap into it, but it may, it's not the same. You know, it's just like men are never going to, like, we can develop all kinds of machines and things like that to make men, you know, experience what a pregnancy feels like. But Oh, it's God. not going to really be the same. <laughs> it's not really going to be the same unless they experience it because there's so I much, can... there's just so much more than just hooking yourself like to a machine. Well, yeah. And that's where like Absolutely. that consciousness separation, I think it's is. like, it comes through <clears throat> you. Yeah. It's not happening, you know, to, to you. you, you know? Well, it's not even just that, too. Like, you have made a bond. You're creating nine, a bond. Yeah, like, bond. you, yeah. like, change your mindset. Like, there's, the, like, yeah. your thoughts, you know, when you become a mother change, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, we don't have children yet, but, you know, I've heard over and over again that, you know, women become a mother in the moment that they know that they thought that they are pregnant whereas men you know they begin the stages of becoming a father but they don't really start becoming that father until they hold the baby and I think it's because of the different experience and I think that's that separation of the collective consciousness and Mm -hmm. I could tap into that and you could tap into my experience Mm -hmm. and things like that and you could be a part of Mm -hmm. that experience but yet it's still because of a different lens because of a different perspective it's going to have a different look right and so now what we're doing is we're talking about the connection between no it's okay you're doing a good job with the segues here babe the co- the connection between thoughts and emotions yes right yes and, and i think that before we talk about that in a more i th- i think ethereal spiritual sense i want to talk about it in on a little bit more of a what we could consider a scientific sure you know understanding so lay it out baby well we were watching this this video earlier um uh rupert shelgrade i believe is his name i I probably just butchered his last name um but he was talking about like the etheric field of the the human body and Mm -hmm. how we have oh yeah like 
this energetic field that exists outside of us, outside of our, our physical bodies that are, that extends far beyond us. And we have different levels of it, right? AKA in the spiritual realm, your aura. Right. But there's even like beyond the immediate aura, there's even like a vast field that's far away from you, you know? Correct. Yeah. So, and if you want to think about it in terms of a visual, like imagine and this is going to be silly as hell, but imagine everybody's inside of like an apple or an orange, right? Okay. Like you're a little tiny seed uh-huh. inside of that apple or that orange and yeah. you have this massive field of energy around you. Yeah. Cocooning you in a ball. Yeah. Right? Or a sphere. It's like that bath, bubble bath reference. Right. And it's kind of interesting because it's like very akin to like the shape of like a, a toroidal field. Yeah. Like a magnetic toroidal field. And so the thought that, that I was you know, having, and I think was inspired by this, this video you're watching is, you know, everybody has these fields, right? So like when we get close to one another, I think that we have an, a, a greater capacity to share thoughts and to share ideas and to share, and, and it's not even communication verbally, it's, it's literally like energetic, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people, I mean, I, I think a lot of people have had this experience where you have a, a such an amazing conversation with someone. You literally feel like you can read their thoughts. You feel like you're having this tingly kind of like, you know, connection Mm -hmm. that that you don't want to stop, right? Even talking on the phone. I mean, I I remember being a young man Talking on the phone to when a I was lady. a young man, hey, talking to I'm a just, young lady. I, what I'm trying to can you make it sound like you're so old? Well, what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> I remember, and a lot of people don't. I remember a time before the internet, before mm-hmm. computers, before cell phones. I remember having my only connection to someone at home was the landline phone. Right. So when I have phone conversations with people, I remember we could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And you wouldn't want to get off because you had a good connection. Exactly. And I think a lot of people have that experience now through texting. But nevertheless, it's the same experience. This connection of two like-minded individuals who have a similar frequency or harmony in Mm -hmm. thought and in that way, I think communication becomes much easier. Yes. And much more of a pleasurable experience, frankly. Yes. yes. So. So you basically have, you know, brought up the fact that thought creates frequency, right? Um, or thought again, is frequency. Thought is frequency because everything's thus energy. It, it transfers frequency and energy. Yeah. So. Because remember that one guy we watched earlier who was doing experiments where he was trying to prove that thoughts had weight to them. He was irradiating yeah. things and like that trying to measure the weight of thought. Yeah, yeah, that was insane. And they found that there actually was weight to thought. I mean, at a low, um, like an incredible level. <laughs> not an incredible level, but enough to be significant. You know, in terms of like numerical value, it was not something that you could visually see. It was mm-hmm. more so something that they were doing on... How were they measuring that exactly? Do you remember? Honestly, I can't remember the specifics of it. They were talking know. so fast with their science speak. They, I mean, I'm good really with science for the, for the most part, but when guys are just, like, throwing out PhD-level words left and right, and they're talking a mile a minute yeah. in, like, half German, I'm like, oh, my God. 
Yeah, it's one of those things saying. where it's it's good to watch multiple times. Like one time, you know, you can absorb the the information, but if you really want to get all the finer details, if you're not already adequate in that language, right. you may need to watch it more than once. But True. it was very interesting, the, you know, the thought had weight, and then it was also kind of nice to see some of the spiritual aspects being made a scientific fact. It just kind of makes, you know, me feel more normal. Well, um, oh, and then the fact that they talked about those who are psychic, or the, you know, psychics are potentially maybe uh, normal. Well, that was actually more on the spirit science video that we watched. Right, right, right. Um, well, I was going to say, in that video, they were talking, you know, um, previously I talked about the double slit experiment in quantum mechanics, and we were watching that again, and, and they were talking about how there's another experiment done with the double slit experiment um, where the variable that they changed was the observer no longer was directly observing the experiment they were just focusing their intention on the double slit plate so it was like they were conducting the experiment with the light uh, the photon beam of light going through the double slit and and, and uh, showing a pattern onto an opposite wall mm-hmm. and Instead of the person being in the room observing the experiment, they were at another location meditating, and and in their mind, they were envisioning looking at the experiment, and they would do it where they were intentionally trying to envision the experiment, or uh, I'm sorry, envision the plate, Mm -hmm. and then they would do it when they were just not thinking about it at all, and the results changed every single time. Yeah, and that that is... So Beyond. that, and then that shows the power of intention, you know, and thought. It's it's immense, and it goes beyond the physical. And then then they measured the probability of like um, it changing due to whatever like variation. Oh yeah, there was, it was uh, like very, it was like a five like sigma one. rating. So it basically, yeah. it was like there there was very very little chance that it was any other variable that was you know causing that um, result. So it was it was an uh, an amazing um, experiment, and there's there's many of them out there. Like you know, I I remember hearing one where it was like they, you know, they did it where they um, they took the results and they um, hid the results from some observers, and they measured you know the change in a group of people that looked at the results versus a group of people that didn't look at the results, mm-hmm. and it was you know insanely accurate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things we haven't really talked about yet, I mean, we talked about... Well, actually, you know what? Before we get into that, because I, I... Rewind! I, um, <laughs> I think we should maybe talk a little bit about each version or each understanding of... Uh, or each, I should say, type of thought, right? Okay. And its connection to emotion. Before we get into how we to take our thoughts and, and create reality with them. Well, yeah, and then we also, have we touched on how thought is separate from emotion, too? Well, yeah, I, I, I talked about that a little, I, I, I bridged, or I, 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 I didn't say... briefly uh, talked about it. Right, I broached that. Yeah. But I did not, um, you know, really dive into it. But I, I okay. think, let's go back and just think, okay, so like... The type of thought. The basic thoughts, yes. right? Your instinctual thoughts. The thoughts that put food in your mouth and tell you... I need to go to the bathroom or else I'm going to poop my pants. Yep. 
And you can say in a spiritual realm, the, your root chakra. This is yeah. these are your thoughts that are gonna reside in your root. You know, so these are. They keep you grounded. They keep your body healthy. They keep you alive. Yeah. Right. It's um, the basic necessities, but it's also when you include emotions, it also deals with self worth. You know, the internal things that uh, bring sus sustainability and uh, stability and things right, like that. Right. Right. So, because we, you know, there there is um, like a vibratory sort of hierarchy to our emotional yes state, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, there, there, there can be a very wide, you know, mm -hmm. shift in emotions if your instinctual needs are not met, you know, yeah. if you can't eat, if you can't drink water, if you can't, right. you know, seek shelter, it's going to immediately screw with your mind, change your perspective. I mean, think about how, how different you would be if all of a sudden right now from you know now on you mm -hmm. didn't know where your food is coming from didn't know where your water is coming from didn't have a house totally homeless very you know, much like how quickly your mind would change has done and like very much like what other things have you know right done in lifetime yeah no your mind does fucking change like really fast and right. uh one of the things too that i would like to talk about with the basic thought is Sometimes basic thought isn't just from, you know, the earth. It also, again, you have to remember the experience, the past. Like, what was the foundation of that basic thought built on? Mm -hmm. So there's layers even to the basic thought as well because beneath the basic thought is where did that basic thought come from? You know, what experience did you, um, you know, really be attached to what what emotion um, or what thought or what, you know, something to create this sense of thought that certain things need to be instinctually met and blah, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. So it's just, it's quite fascinating because even one, as everything else in life, one thing has many layers. It has infinite layers to it. So yes, basic thought. What's, what else? What other kind of thoughts do we have? So beyond basic thoughts, you know, I would say that we have, um, more of the normal day-to-day -day thoughts of, of conscious existence or self-awareness, mm -hmm. um, you know, so beyond the animalistic thoughts, you know, cause I think the basic instinctual thoughts are, hold on, I'm sorry. I gotta like. We quick. gotta screw it stuff because the kitties are being bad. Well, they're not being bad. They're, they're just potentially like, gonna be bad. Like she just wants to be in the open window. I like how again. every episode has some kind of disruption because of a cat. And it's always yeah. It's, it's always amazing. Willy too. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to it, um, you know, I think that those baser thoughts are more reflecting or reflective of our, our animalistic side, our, our instinctual side. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that, when we become self-aware, we have thoughts that go beyond that. You know, we're concerned with how people are, 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 are perceiving us, you know, how we look, um, uh, what our status is within our cultural system, uh, you know. All these things, you know, mm -hmm. did I, um, am I a laughing stock? Am I, you know, pretty enough? There's all kinds of judgments and concerns and, and things that go into th that whole tapestry beyond that. I mean, it's yeah. so much more complicated. 
at that point. Because, you know, we believe, I think, in a large part, that we're separate from one another. That we, we truly don't understand and feel the connection that we have to everyone else around us. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we're having, I think, the same insecurities that everyone else is having. And because everyone else is having them, we're having them. So it's a yeah. vicious cycle of reflection. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. It is. <sighs> Let's breathe about that for a second. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, just take a moment and just, you know, process all of that. You know, I do think we... We do throw a lot in a, in a, bleh, of information during these, you know, sessions. So I think it's just nice to take a little breather once in the minute so my brain can just catch up to everything that just, you know, happened. <laughs> Whereas I'm over here like, I'm going to go. Let's go. go. Let's go. Let's oh my go. God, I, wanna, I got something now. I'm cooking with gas. All right. So baby, tell me more about what other kind of thoughts. Well, so then tell us beyond, more. I think that beyond because I, I think those those kind of self-conscious judgmental those are lower vibrational thoughts you right. know so Fear, I, I think beyond that when you when you rise above that mm-hmm. then I think you can reside much more within a creative supportive you know sustaining sort of mindset right mm-hmm. where inspirations can come to you mm-hmm. more easily yep ideas that will further your consciousness and your um, ability i think to be successful as a human i mean after all we're all in i think the grand experiment of success right those who are built for advancement grow and advance and evolve and their lineage becomes more powerful and, and, you know, more uh, resourceful. Whereas those who do not, their lineage dies off. That is evolution. That is mutation. That is life. Yeah. Right. So, and they could come back in another life. Right. But that's, that's, that's the whole thing. It's all recycled. Yeah. Everything is recycled. That's why energy cannot be destroyed. It's all just, you know, it just gets recycled. Right. It's just very much like why reducing, reusing, and uh, you know, re- all of that jazz is taking care of the earth. And all that jazz. And all that jazz is really important to do because it feels good. It is a real. Well, yeah. Not only does it feel good, you but know it it's is the a, right thing to a, do. Yeah, because it's a reflection of ourselves. Like the earth is us. Right. Um. Yeah, and so it's interesting. So it's like very much like you could definitely take you know everything the kind of thoughts that we're talking about and put it on a graph but I feel like that graph is a very linear way of looking at it because again everything is infinite and there's so many layers to it but once you find once you place yourself in gratitude and that is like that is what leads to success is gratitude and mindfulness but it takes practice and it takes time and that's why there's many many people who become big and famous and they hit the big jackpot and it seems like it's all of a sudden but it's been like an ongoing journey for them for many years of them practicing those mentalities but then also you know Every time you grow, it doesn't get easier. If anything, it gets harder. Um, you know, it's just well, like a telling, video game. You're telling the universe you can handle it. And yeah. it's going to say, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll give you something harder. Then. You're constantly, yeah, exactly. 
you know, you're, you're going to be constantly challenged and yeah. evolved. That's how you grow. That's how you evolve. Like, challenge is good. Change is good. You know, we're not very See, good with it, but I'm just saying. We're now, we're now jumping into manifestation. Uh, yes. Well, manifestation is a part of that. You know, no, know. we talk about that a lot. Um, I know. I just, you know. I know. Let's talk about the emotional connection to thoughts, and then we'll get to manifestation. Let's talk about the emotional aspects then. <laughs> Baby. Baby. Tell me what your emotions yeah, are. Yeah, what my emotions are. I'll tell you all about my emotions, girl. Yeah, I can feel your emotions. My emotions right are. Now. I'm going to spark this bowl up. <laughs> I had a backup bowl ready in case that joint know. didn't oh work out. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll, it's, it's like beyond the halfway part. Yes. You know, so we got to we gotta have a another yes. spark up halfway, right? Yes. But so, anyway, gratitude, love, that's where... There you go. Manifestation, segue into emotion. Yes. Well, that's why love is so important, and that's why it always goes back to love, no matter what. When, when in doubt love like honestly like most of the time we are challenged and are told that we cannot be loving even when maybe the situation doesn't you know and you can be you can be loving and still <coughs> serve justice you can be loving and compassionate and still like do what needs to be done and what needs to be taken care of but ultimately, love is the the holy grail of thought, the holy grail of energy. And that's why love is so important. And I know I sound like that, like, hippie, where it's like, just love, man. But, like, that's literally what it is. It's but like, like, from a scientific point of view, I mean, there there has been scientific experiments done on people who are in love, who have fallen in love, who are in that moment, you know, when they just met someone, and it's very exciting. You feel it. it. Your body has a literal reaction to it. You, you are never more healthy in your life mm -hmm. than when you are in love, like the days after you fall in love with someone. Interesting. I did not know that. Seriously. Your body, there's been studies done where your body works, it, 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 it hums at in a, a complete and utter optimum when you're in that stage of love with someone and it's it's i think a reflection of the energy of love that's resonating within your body yeah right mm -hmm. the everything those that we're talking thoughts. about has a physical reaction because it is connected it's all connected right so if something is happening on the spiritual level it happens on the physical level yes and i tell this to my clients all the time that most of the time Something that happens on the spiritual level can manifest in the physical level. Now, sometimes things just happen that are genetic and things that are maybe more karmic and other and things like that. Vice but, versa, too. Yeah, and vice versa. I mean, you but, stab somebody, it's going to come back at you. Oh, yeah, and You're probably safe. like times times three or times ten. Um, but, times three <laughs> or times ten, guy. <laughs> That's so all I'm saying. Well, let's talk Keep about the me. let's talk about the rice experiment because I feel like that's like a perfect way of seeing the, the power of thought. Yeah, the rice experiment. Uh, 
No, he said race experiment. Oh, God, I was like, no. God damn, we're jumping into that already? <laughs> no. Holy shit, woman. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, okay. No, race experiment. So, Go ahead. The race experiment is basically where you um, boil rice, um, like a sticky rice or whatever, and you put them in a separate mason jar. You have two. Two you jars. You have two jars. Um, or if you want to make more than that, you could do that, too. And just to experiment with, with different effects. emotions. Yeah, experiment with your emotions. So basically, just break it down to love and hate. So one mason jar of this rice that's labeled love, you talk to it, you sing to it, you think loving thoughts, you send loving thoughts. Um, so you just only put thoughts that are only to do with love. And then the same thing for the hate one. You hate it, you get angry at it, you think ill will with it, you think of how you want to like kill this rice and stuff. And then <laughs> I'm gonna murder you, rice. I'm gonna murder you. I'm yeah. gonna drown you in boiling water. Yeah. <laughs> and take you out. And you're done. I'm gonna eat you afterwards. I'm just kidding. But no I'm not. My God. No, I'm just good. I'm just I'm just gonna <laughs> boil it. You're all over here like I'm gonna eat it. Well that's what we do with rice, don't Dang, we? Girl. I'm just kidding. Anyway, so I'm just kidding, we don't eat rice. No, we eat rice a lot. We just had we, some rice for dinner today too. Tonight. Um, but Too much information. So over time, um, so you would do this every single day um, for a bit of time, and then over time what you'll actually find is the rice that was labeled love, it stayed actually pretty good and pretty contented. You know, it still looks very similar to what it first looked like when you put it in. Um, if not, it looks even more white, um, or it has like this sense of like collectiveness whereas the one that's hate actually turned like black and brown and gray and it's the same fucking thing with crystals crystals are the same exact way like crystals have that same reaction where if you know it can crack or it can bust or it can turn black or it can change shape if there's a lot of like negativity and it can also do the same if it's positive too you know it won't turn black and it may not break per se but there's you know it might feel lighter like you know uh, well I do at least because I'm so in tune with um, crystals in particular and anybody else who's very in tune will know this too. You know when something feels good and you know when something doesn't feel good. You know what a loving thought is versus a hateful thought. So I think that's, it's just beautiful I think in some ways and really interesting that we can actually visually see what thought can do and I mean thought what like look at your look at your environment that is what your thoughts have created um and that's well that's the thing about it like think about it like literally before you do anything any actual physical creation movement task that you engage in you think about it first you never do anything without thinking about it on some level on some level well like earlier today yeah. earlier tonight i was i was intentionally trying to grind up a weed to roll a joint and i grind i was grinding up the weed and i got talking to you and as i'm grinding up the weed i remember i ground it up i looked at it i took it out i cleaned out the bowl i packed up a wall and i looked at the bowl and i thought to myself i was gonna roll a joint <laughs> So, it's, but it's, it's the, I think that 
that is a, a representation of just unconscious thought, subconscious thought. You know, like you you are engaged in something where you're, it's muscle memory, you know, like it's, it's not really thinking so much as it's regurgitating something that you've already done <coughs> a million times. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a little different. Um, but any other task, like I, I'm hungry, I'm going to make a sandwich. You make you, a sandwich. Right. You know, like you, you have that's to have the, the process. Thought. Yeah. You have to have the thought first. Um, but I think a lot of times with like, emotions emotions create thought i think sometimes right where like well, you have an emotional response and then your brain starts to wander in all kinds of manner of of creation to explain the emotion and i was just experiencing this last night yeah right where i i unfortunately had engaged in I ran over a, a poor defenseless little baby bird. You didn't know it was there. I know I didn't know it was there. Um, but the the thing about it is, I don't know if that the bird fell out of the nest. I I mean, I don't know if it was injured before I I got to it and and injured it further. Uh, but it, again, it it was in tall grass. I didn't see it. It you know it was an unfortunate accident. But. There was a lot of emotions that I had mm-hmm. after that, and I had to process a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I, cre- you know, I, w- I credit a lot of my, my past experience with this type of, you know, situation in order to, you know, get past it pretty quickly, right? Um, but I honestly was, was a little shaken by it, and I had to process a lot of my emotion about it because I thought a lot, a lot about it, and I thought, you know, I think... The, the worst part about it for me was I had no intention. There was no thought about that. I didn't intend to do that, but I yeah. did it anyway. Or I, I, it happened. It happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, nevertheless, my whole night felt like it was ruined, you know, because of it. But I thought to myself, it's a baby bird. Like, I don't know this bird. It's a little thing. I literally just saw a dead baby bird the other day. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting how we can have this, you know, so certain well, uh, people that are connected to their emotions can have, you know, this Im- immense reaction to so, a, an event like that. And their thoughts that can just go wild mm-hmm. versus someone who has very little emotional connection to something like that. And their thoughts won't go wild at all on them. It's insane. Well, well not insane so much, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane! It's insane! It's insane! <laughs> Have you ever thought that because you saw the ba- a dead baby bird a few weeks ago that it could have manifested in some ways? Well, okay, so that that's the thing that we haven't talked about quite yet is the manifestation part. And we're we're already getting way out of time. Like we have like fifteen minutes left, and we have I had a feeling, so much more to talk about. Well, here's the thing: like we're gonna have to make this one a part two. Like, oh man, I, we're gonna every have episode's to. gonna be like and part, part two. two. No, but um two 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 Harmony <laughs> Oh I kicked the table. Um kick but no I think that manifestation and, and <clears throat> using your thoughts to create your reality, we I mean we gotta talk about that. We got fifteen minutes left, we can talk about that for sure. And whatever time we got left, we'll talk about Dave's crazy thought. Okay. But quickly let's let's see what we can wrap about here. Alright, so um, here's the thing. So we've already talked about manifestation a little bit, didn't we? we yeah, talked about we've a talked bit about a little episode. bit. 
Yeah, we've talked a yeah. little bit about it, so we don't have to go too too deep into it. But right. I do want to say that if you are in a part of your life where you're not happy, if you're in a situation where you're unsettled and unsatisfied and not in a place of love, know that you alone have the power of your own thoughts to change that reality. And it's not to say that up until this... It's not easy, y'all. No, it's not an easy thing either. It's a very difficult thing to do. But, and it's not to say that you, you know, have created your... It's kind of interesting because you create your own reality with your own thoughts, right? That's what manifestation is. Whether, you know, whether you've intentionally done it or not, there's been some sort of belief system or sort of something that has been guiding you and helping you um, make decisions and choices in your life. And that goes back to the basic thoughts and that goes back to what your experience and your thoughts, what were you taught? How did you learn how to, you know, take care of yourself? You know, maybe you're not good at taking care of yourself and maybe in a toxic situation, maybe you were toxic too. Like it's a reflection of you as well. So there was a part of you that was toxic and you know, I can say, like, I was in a very toxic relationship for a long time, but, I mean, I had to have been toxic on some level to be in that, you know, to and to be okay with that in some ways, even though I was really wasn't okay with it. But anyway, so you can really change your life with just the power of your thoughts once you know how to control it or not not so much control because we don't want to control per se but once you know how to use it to your advantage once you know how to transmute the energy and direct energy to get the things that you want the things that are in alignment for you the things that are truly meant for your heart and for your soul and that's the catch like and you can manifest really terrible things but that doesn't mean like, and you can manifest really beautiful things, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be happy, right? So manifestation is best and is fastest when it's driven from the heart, from the thought of your heart, from the brain, which is, you know, your heart is technically a brain, so. Well, it has brain cells in it. Yes, it does have brain. I think it's like a brain. I think it's, you know, it's a it's the center point of our body, it's the center point of, you know... It is where we grow from. It's it, Yeah, exactly. I mean, and green, you know, is... The brain is, doesn't develop first. The heart does. Right, exactly. And think about it, too. Like, look at nature. This is very reflective of nature. The heart chakra is considered to be green in um, the chakra spectrum. And look at what nature is. It is green. Speaking of nature, dude, earlier today, I learned that freaking every, like, em- uh embryo uh-huh everybody's got like a tail and gills like even humans like we get gills like at a certain point in our development and then we just like it turns into a jaw well I f- yeah and i feel <laughs> that's like insane. boy i feel like that's part of the reason why we prune or something i don't know but that's another anyway. episode but anyway um, but but <laughs> so, the, yes. the thing about the thing about thoughts and manifestation to me that's amazing is you know it, it it's even like in the words that you speak and you, you tell me this, you remind me of this constantly, Liz. Yes, I do. Words are magic. Yes, they Words are. Words are magic. Words are magic. So 
the thing about it is you have to sometimes really, you know, watch yourself. And for those of you that are thinking to yourself, words are magic. Like what? You expect me to like change everything that I have to say? No, no. I want you to be expressive. Like I want everybody to express what they feel and, and be communicative. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have always have also have to really think about what you're saying and, and why you're saying it, you know, like, you know, if, if what emotion are you attaching to those words? Right. You know, like if you're you're saying something like, you know, God, I, I hate my work, you know, yeah. like, OK, the universe is like, oh, you hate your work. All here right. you go. You, here you go. Hate your work. You know, like, I want to give you more work to hate. Yep. You know, so you really have to, to watch out what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, um, you, you can always say things in a different way, yes. I think. I know it takes a little bit of extra effort, um, but I, I think that the more you practice that, I think it really does pay off in your overall, uh, you know, uh, connection. Yeah. To, I mean, even even luck and circumstance, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of it plays into that, right? Like, life itself, I think, is just a, a huge, uh, just cesspool of, like probability like it's both good and destructive but like the the probability that the that an asteroid is going to hit the earth is so incredibly small i mean compared to all the space that we have out there around us right Mm -hmm. but at the same time when you think about it like there are all other kinds of you know uh factors that are playing into the the possibility of that happening and it could happen and it has happened yeah. And it does happen all the time, yeah. you know? So that's the thing, like, it, there there are all kinds of different examples of impossible things happening. So why the hell not try to wish for the impossible, to intend for the impossible for your life? Because after all, we are everything. So but nothing's if, impossible either. Exactly. If we are everything, then why the hell not? Yeah, exactly. Why, not? why not? It's Like, there... And with that, with that, because we have like eight minutes left, and I, I know why we can take yes. this and run with this for a so little bit. Here's so here's just real thing, real quick. Real thing, real th- real talk. Guys, words are magic, but you know you are still allowed to express your fears and your your doubts and worries as long as you are making sure you are transmuting them into a more loving direction afterwards. Exactly. So you honor your emotions, but then you tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to let this like be who I am or be something like this. So just want to, yeah, just refocus your energy and you could totally feel love and hate at the same time, not love and hate, but love and fear at the same time. Like that's very, very, very much a real thing. It's very much like I'm sure when you give birth, um, there's probably a lot of fear about whether the baby's going to be okay, but then you feel an immense amount of love when a baby, the baby comes out. And so, yes, but with that being said, we're totally and definitely going to have a part two of this because I feel like thoughts are just so, <sighs> there's I, just so many, there's I, so many am thoughts. Am I going to get to talk about my thing? Um, yeah, Dave is going to be able to talk about his thing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I bet you might be able to hear I, that I'm in the sorry. background. I hope yeah. Not. You got street racing going on in the Dude, background. Dude, I'm pretty sure they're. Detroit, just like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
There's like there's like totally like some like drag racing that happens like not too far from us and it feels like every night. But anyway, anyway uh, Dave, talk about your thing. Yeah. We only got a little bit. I know. Let's go. So my my mind blowing thought. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My mind blowing thought for tonight's episode when it comes to thoughts is uh, about reading thoughts. Ooh. Right. We talked <clears throat> about this earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I was. Watching this thing on YouTube, and I don't remember exactly what it was, um, but they were talking about how thought, like, reading thoughts, you know, the the TV or the movie depiction is not entirely the way that it would, you know, be expressed in the real world. So, in TV and movies, you often think in terms of, like, okay, like, Professor X, right? Like, if he's reading someone's mind, he's quite literally able to, like, go into someone's mind and, and just, like, uh, like a filing cabinet, just, like, pick out all these different files of, like, moments and memories and experiences and thoughts and emotions and whatever. Yeah. And pick and choose what he wants, right? Um, but in, in real life, they were explaining how it's actually much more of, like, a real live stream where if you were able to read someone's mind, you would actually, more scientifically, be vibrating your conscious energy at the same vibratory frequency as that other person's consciousness energy. Yeah. And you would be in tune with them. So you would not only, you wouldn't be necessarily reading their thoughts as much as you would be vibrating at the same frequency as them. So whatever they're thinking, you're picking up on. Now, not to say that you couldn't maybe increase your vibratory energy to a level that you become that other person. And you could potentially poke around in their brain. Maybe. Well, going back to... Maybe. (laughs) Yes, baby, maybe. Because, again, the possibilities are infinite. But... Going back to the whole aura thing, you know, by being in somebody's aura, you are already naturally tapping into the consciousness. Right, right. <laughs> and well, therefore making telepathy diff- even right. easier. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, with you, it's a different but type for, of thing. Yeah, for but me, it's, it's a different it's, type of thing. It's, I would imagine, in a way, similar. Anyways. Yeah, well, in a way, well, here's the thing. It's like... You know, I can do a reading over the phone or over the video chat <clears throat> or send distant Reiki and still get the same effect or outcome if you were in person because <clears throat> by hearing your voice, by knowing your energy and tapping into your energy or just sometimes even giving me your name because we put so much energy into a name, into our identity um, that it's able, yeah. you can tap into that and then therefore you can tap into like other aspects. And obviously like we do it or I do it. There are people who don't, you know, do it in an ethical way. Like I only do it if, you know, given permission. So if somebody books a reading, you know, they're basically giving me permission to be able to read their energy and be able to, you know, translate, you know, what, it saying what channeling and other things like that too so there's so much that goes into it in my opinion but mm-hmm. it at the end of the day it is really just trans 
transmuting energy, trading energy, just, you know, being connected, vibrating at that frequency, um, vibrating at a similar frequency um, in order to pick up the energy. And there's been times where, you know, I've been able to pick up something that you're saying in your head that you haven't said out loud. And there's been times where you've done that for me as well. I haven't done that like, for you too. You've done sure. it. Many, like we've done it for each other many times. We've done yeah. it for like, you know, our friends or, you know, if we're at a, <laughs> you know, like at a concert or something, or like, I bet you he's going to do this next and they do. And so you're kind of vibrating at that frequency. And again, music is that, you know, frequency, but whatever, that's a whole nother episode. But Anyway, we are yeah, done. We are, we done. are over. We are well, we're not over yet, but <laughs> we have like and plus fifty seconds. Our cat is Lily just telling is desperate us. to she's get like, onto the, yeah, the table. Yeah, she's like ready for and it destroy to be over. our setup here. Okay, so, so anyway, so thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, we really do appreciate your love and support. We know that. Well, I know that I can go on my long tangents, but. That's the thing with Mary Jane. She just kind of takes you places and takes you, those thoughts go one thing onto the other, onto the other, and it's like boom, 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 boom. So just boom, 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 girl. Yep. <laughs> so <clears throat> go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> I knew you. Okay. It's okay, honey. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and be sure to stay. Stick with us for that next episode. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do. Like, as always, we're, we always try to pick it, like, the day of our recording. <coughs> yeah. So, well, stay tuned for the mystery topic that we will cover Dun. next time. Probably part two, but we'll um, but we'll see. So anyway, um, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Higher Consciousness Talk. If it's on Instagram, it is Higher underscore Consciousness underscore Talk. On Facebook, just Higher Consciousness. Um, yeah, sorry. Ah, Lily. Okay. All right. ah! <laughs> it is time to go. So thanks again. This is Liz. This is Dave. <laughs> I didn't know you were doing that. You just sort of did that. And you're that was, I was like, I don't know what to do. That was just so cute the way you do. This, this is Dave. This is Dave. Okay. Bye. <laughs>